2: Lovely to have Wendy back with us in studio today. Uh, welcome back home to Cape Town.
3: Thank you, Pippa.
2: Did you ever get to meet and interact with Johnny Clegg?
3: I did. I think most of us who work in the media were fortunate enough to That's do so. Point, yeah. So at uh, East Coast Radio in Durban, um, he was uh, interviewed many times, but the one occasion that I got to meet him was in April 2014. I know this because, of course, I frantically looked for my photo. Yep. <laughs> I, and I I was I was have been associated with that station for many years, and many celebs come and gone. Only one I ever asked to pose with, and that was Johnny Johnny Clegg and yeah. as you say, always that sa- graciousness, yeah. and and yeah, I mean he's he is his music, him and his and his and his band members' music um, was a soundtrack um, to many of our lives in many ways. I first um, saw Julie play as a first year student at uh, Marisburg University in KZN in 1983. And for those of us who grew up in this, you know, in our little white boxes, yeah. you know, not exposed to many of the realities on purpose through social engineering, to see this white man in the con- in living a different life, living yeah. living beyond his little white box um, in such an exuberant, magnificent way. Um, I will never forget that night. And his music was always, you know, so important to me from then on. I remember, you know, living in Austria at one time in this side of a mountain or peering quite secluded no TV no radio nothing and I had my little tape I had my 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 Jaluga tape and my African Sky Blue <laughs> used oh. to make me cry because it was so great it was winter and every time I, you know we all have our songs all yeah. our memories but I think yeah, to, it's just so sad. I, don't, I mean, I don't really even feel like talking I know, consumer. we are between.
2: going to talk about consumer <laughs> stuff, I promise. Um, you've just made me think, for those who were listening to the show yesterday and heard my, my interview with Zanti Budkov, who wrote that remarkable book about raising her two adopted sons, and she spoke about the difficulties they had had bonding and connecting. What I didn't mention in, in yesterday's interview, and now, of course, I wish I had, was the one moment in that book that she describes having a moment of real deep connection with the boys, was listening to Johnny Clegg in the yes. car, um, and I, think, I, oh, I, I couldn't believe it when I heard. last Why night. we yeah.
3: are so um, we are mourning, I think, because you know you we are now watching that that beautiful crossing tribute video yes. again, oh. and we it's 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 about connecting, and and right now in South Africa we so, there's so many challenges, so much that's dividing us, and so many of us want desperately to just connect like that, and yeah. he represented that. And I think so. There's. It's a bigger. It's beyond Johnny. It's everything that he stood for and 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 lived and promoted and incul- inculcated in us, I think. It's well, all we'll about say, it, all Mandy of that.
2: And <laughs> exuberance is just the, the right word for it, isn't it? yeah, yeah. okay. Well, again, we're going to come back to to the legacy of Johnny Clegg in, in the second hour of the show after 2 o'clock, uh, and uh, you can keep on sending your WhatsApps and SMSs telling us your thoughts on this day. But Wendy is going to... We've got quite a mixed bag, in we've fact, today. Such we've got a got lot, so lot probably to, not get to get to, so <laughs> we'll see how we go. But we're definitely going to take a look at um, technology and some of the apps which make our lives oh so much easier, but are also unfortunately also easy for the criminally inclined to, to target. Uh, we hope to also take, uh, give you an update on the tennis tickets. I know John did touch on this in his show yesterday, uh, but Wendy's got a little bit more for us on that story. If we have time, we'll get to a recycling issue. We'll just see how we go. I think we will, but that's we might hold very that keepable. Over for another yes. week. Okay. Um, all right. So if you'd like to join the conversation, remember the number to dial is 0214460567, or you can uh, leave a voice note on 0725671567. Let's start with the Uber Eats story, uh, Wendy. Okay, so
3: Julian Simmons called in last week to tell us that uh, when his daughter ordered pizza from a pizza chain on the 24th of June through Uber Eats to the value of just under 300 Rand, the SMS that Julian got from his bank showed a transaction for US dollars 1996 processed by Uber Netherlands. So, okay, Okay. (laughs) talk about a global village. Yeah. Um, His daughter immediately put in a query on the Uber app, and Julian called the bank to check. The amount of 295 Rand was charged to his card along with 10 Rand 36, which is exactly 3.5% of the main charge. So Julian said to us on air, if you recall, it looks like Uber have charged me for their fees, charged me their fees for a a cross border transaction, (laughs) which it most clearly was not. Um, When his daughter got no response to her queries, Julian had a go. He Googled Uber Office Cape Town. He was directed to a pub in Greenpoint. I mean, to try that out, actually. Okay. But yes, he was, he, they have obviously got so many inquiries that they then said, um, try the Uber office in the foundry. But he found that that doesn't deal with customers. Obviously only their, their, um, drivers, et cetera. He then called the 24, so called 24 seven toll free customer contact number and was asked which phone number was linked to the Uber account and then advised that the helpline service has not been extended to his area. Maybe the complication with, you know, his the daughter, number and and, you know attached to his wife's credit card whatever anyway but yeah yeah. he said he then did look on hello peter as we do when we're sitting with a problem and he found that um, there were pages and pages of similar complaints the impossibility of getting a response and also um uh about sorry it's not about the, the dollar thing that was unusual but it was about not being able to get a response yeah and he said, look, it's not a huge amount of money, but I really would like to know what went wrong and whether it will go wrong again. And I don't think I should have to put in such an effort to find out. And we agreed on it. That is a
2: fair question. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I turned to an Uber spokesman who is very responsive to me, I have to say. But they, you know, her job is to deal with the media, not with customers. So yeah. we have an, an entree there. I asked why the purchase, obviously, was, was expressed in a foreign currency. What's the deal with the cross-border fee? And what is the easiest way to get a, um, a, you know, for a customer, a consumer to get to raise a query with Uber Eats And why did Julian and his daughter have to huh. battle so hard to get answers, which they didn't actually succeed in getting in the end? So the response was: We apologise for any inconvenience caused. The standard uh, knee-jerk go-to uh-huh. response when something's gone wrong with a corporate. We unfortunately had a bug in our system which affected a handful of customers. I don't know how. Any fingers on that hand? But yep. <laughs> a handful of customers, um, and we uh, who had their payments reflected in another currency. We have looked into this and rectified the issue, and will work hard to prevent it from happening again. Of course, the bigger query for us, Pippa, was uh, um, why so why couldn't they they get an answer? Yeah. The answer I got from Uber was the twenty four seven phone line is currently only available for riders and drivers. It does not support Uber Eats at this time. However, we are so that was the, the Uber Eats 24-7 number, I, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, it does not support Uber Eats
2: uh, customers um, at the end yeah.
3: stage. Yeah. So we are looking to improve our support for customers, and we encourage all eaters, eaters to always leave feedback in the app or contact customer, customer support via the the live ch- chat in-app if they are experiencing any difficulty. Our customer support is 24-7. So they say you have to do it from the app, and I don't know if that was um, – did Julian uh, try Julian that? Julian did as you know? get back to me and say he did try that, and i forwarded his response. It came back too too late for me to then get further response from that um, Uber Eats spokesman or Uber spokesman. Um, but he said we did try this and, that it, didn't and, work. and it didn't work. So I, I think clearly there's there's been a bit of an, an issue there, which is given the amount of orders there are, etc. is a little concerning. So if any other listeners are having similar um, troubles and current ones. Please let us know so we can take up those cases. That
2: would be great. If um, You can either phone in right now and tell us uh, your experience. Maybe you've used that in-app chat and you have got a response or you've had the same problem that Julian has of not getting anywhere. Uh, you can share that with us with a call to 021-446-0567 or a voice note to zero seven two five six seven one five six seven. Now we've got another Uber Eats related story to share with you today uh, and uh, I've actually got uh, the person involved in this one on the Line with us today. Uh, Wendy, before we say hello to them though, won't you just sketch the background for us?
3: Okay. Holger Moorhart's uh, son's iPhone was pickpocketed um, on the 28th of June outside a nightclub after his matric dance. Shame. So, yes, I mean, I uh, son who endured you go through this. You have your dance and then you have the after thing, and it's normally arranged in a certain nightclub. So, the, the, the bus that the, the The kids had arranged, dropped in there, they got off the bus and there was this exuberant man sort of saying hello and hugging them and they sort of thought, well, it was part of the nightclub, it was an arranged thing, but clearly not, so... Holger's son was one of seven of those boys Who got exuberantly hugged And then later discovered they didn't have their phone with them any oh, longer goodness. Um, So they'd been relieved of the phone So of course the next day They went to Apple, they went to MTN And they went to the police, they got the phone blocked Listed as stolen and they did a, a, you know, a SIM swap um for a spare phone So that the son was back in comms Lesson learned. they thought, moving on but alas, it was far from
2: over. The story. Okay, um, well, we have Holger on the line with us, so let's bring Holger in. Thank you so much for chatting to us, and welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you, ladies.
2: Okay, so your son thought uh, you'd ticked all the boxes, you'd reported it stolen, you'd had the phone blocked, etc., and then what happened? A new SIM card activated. What happened next, Holger?
1: Yeah, then, funny enough, on on Sunday, which was two days after that, uh, my son suddenly got an SMS, and that SMS looked looked quite genuine and then it it said uh, your iPhone uh, 8S or whatever has been found and located Uh, please press this link and he did that because he was all excited and then it asked him to put in his uh, Apple ID and his password for find my iPhone and that was the last thing we saw then and suddenly about half an hour later my wife got an SMS from NetBank saying, uh, your account has just been debited by Uber Eats for the amount of 5,800 rand.
2: Ouch,
3: but and it wasn't food.
1: Like, what's happening here?
3: Uber drinks. And
1: Yeah, and and, and then we realized, my goodness, the, the, the Uber account is linked to my wife's credit card. The Uber account is on my, on my son's phone. So they must have been able to hack themselves into the phone, Sent him that number. I'm sure someone from MTN or from Apple is involved there as well. I'm sure that there is a syndicate going on, because all the other boys also got that got that SMS. Luckily, we were able to tell them about it, so they didn't answer or they didn't put sure. in their credentials. My goodness! Luckily, we immediately found the netbank and said, "Whoa, whoa, stop, reverse payment." Subsequently, as well, we went onto the Uber website. Uh, then we saw the number for the call center. We found them and we also went onto the the Uber site and we could actually see that the vehicle was moving and we said to the guy, listen, contact your driver, tell him to turn around. Uh, He's got gin, whiskey and and cognac loaded for almost 6,000 rand. Uh, We didn't order this. And you could actually see where the the guy was going.
4: (laughs) And, And the guy was
1: like, oh, sorry, I'm very sorry to hear this. And he was very apologetic, the chap. It sounded like some call center in India. And, oh, there's nothing I can do about this. I said, but can't you just tell the guy to turn around? No, we can't do this. So that was most frustrating.
2: So you okay. can't do anything about it, despite the fact that you you are being told directly this is a fraudulent transaction, and you know. I mean, the, the intriguing thing is about this: you have the end destination, you have the address where the crooks are sitting, waiting for their booze to be yes. delivered. Yes. It yes. doesn't make you,
1: sense it, it, that
3: they w-
2: just. It goes against every instinct in you. Stop, stop them! Stop the car before it gets yes. there, and then re- give that uh, address to the police. So when do you you took it before we we let Holger go? Holger, the good news is you did manage to get the bank to reverse the the credit card charge. So, you weren't left holding uh, yes. the bull for the, for the 6,000 Rands worth of boots? Yes,
1: luckily we were worried about this because obviously there's some form of a genuine transaction, even someone basically hijacked your identity. Uh, but luckily the bank said, okay, you found us immediately, uh, and, and now Uber is basically sitting with a cost.
2: Okay, Holger, thank you so much for uh, firstly warning everybody that uh, uh, if your phone so. is stolen, be, be on the lookout for that uh, that fishy SMS. Yes. I use that term quite deliberately. Yes. Uh, and also, just uh, to to alert us to this factor, uh, this is the, the the thing, we'll and we'll follow up on this after the news headlines, because Wendy, you then went back to Uber Eats to talk about this question of why could they not stop that driver and, and also, stop what they knew yeah, was a fraudulent criminal offence. And how pre- offence. prevalence
3: this? has it now been red flag, I mean, 6,000 rands worth of, of high-end booze i mean is this a trend because that's obviously the the most they can get out of the card getting into that app exactly, you know, rather than a, a few pizzas yeah they get just you know a few quick order and it, it adds up to six thousand rand probably reselling
2: it i would imagine okay so we're going to get to hear what their response was after the news let's quickly say hello to clare and seapoint you've also had an experience with the uber eats helpline that didn't offer much help good afternoon
5: yeah hi um I had an incident, it must have been about three months ago now, where um, I was actually almost knocked over by an Uber Eats driver, um, and it was a scooter, and he came onto the pavement and almost knocked me over, I had to like jump out of the way, the way as I was getting out of my gate, and I, you know, I said to the driver like, This is unacceptable. This is a pedestrian zone. Like, you can't be on your scooter in this, like, in this area. There's a parking right there, kind of thing. And long story short, we got into a bit of an altercation, but the Uber East driver actually landed up threatening me, um, and saying, like, I know where you live. Um, you better watch out for your life. Like, goodness. It was quite, it was quite intense. And, um, luckily, my husband was just around the corner and kind of sort of came and managed to step in between us before because this man was sort of making his way towards me in quite a physical way. Um, anyway, I couldn't log anything through the app, um, th- like the the chat bot or like the, the in, in-app in chat wasn't working or it just wasn't letting me register. Well, you weren't in the middle of a transaction, so you wouldn't yes. have been yeah. able to. Yeah. So it wasn't, my, it wasn't even my Uber Eats driver, it was someone else in the block of flats Uber Eats driver. Um, and so then... I, uh, the only way I could really get through to them was via the Facebook, via Facebook messenger. And I took it as quite a serious complaint. I even sort of wanted to go to the police, but I didn't have enough information for the police. And Uber has just completely, they, they were like, oh, sorry about this. We'll get back to you. And every time I follow up, they're like, you know, it's quite a serious allegation that I'm making here. And they just haven't handled it at all, not even, you know, like, well or bad. Like, they just haven't contacted me. They haven't followed up. They didn't ask for any of the information. Like, I supplied them. I said, like, look, here's a photo of his bike. Here's his registration number. All of that kind of stuff. And there's just been absolutely no follow-up, which is also just quite shocking because it was like my life was threatened.
4: Cave Talk. Consumer Talk. You can send us a
0: WhatsApp voice note now on
4: 0725671567.
1: Hi Papa, this is Willem from Bloberg. I had an issue where somebody used my email address to register for the Uber driving app and I couldn't register for the Uber Eats app as a consequence. The problem is when you try and contact them on the helpline, you have to be logged in on the app to be able to do so. But you can't log in if you don't have email access. So I can't even log in to tell him that somebody else has used my email address to register for the apps.
2: Oh, frustrating. Well, I'm going to have to help him there, Absolutely. Willem. Yeah, Willem, do you want to um, drop Wendy an email, please, to consumer at nola.co.za? It's spelled K N O N W-L-E-R mm-hmm. she knows a lot about consumer talk Sorry, <laughs> half of my brain is, 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 is singing today Wendy um, I can't understand consumer at Nona.co.za and just give her some details and she'll see if she can get that sorted out for you um, so that you can use the service uh, another SMS saying I've been trying to get Uber Eats for several months now to answer me about why so many of their riders are using bikes with no lights or that are just plainly unroadworthy and they just ignore my emails, terrible customers service. Uh, another WhatsApp saying at what point does Uber accept that they are not just an app? Uh, it feels like they skate past all these allegations because of how their company has been registered. For example, not being responsible for driver behavior. Surely something has to give and they have to face the consequences of their partners, employees or whatever they want to call them. Yeah. It's an interesting point. It
3: is an, you run against, up against the same issue with um, Airbnb. Yeah, With walking accommodation. It's just th- these apps enrich our lives in many ways but but there is a downside and and, and some of that is, is coming out today, today where you're yeah. not dealing with the physical traditional company that you can go to and log complaints and, and, and that has yeah. accountability that has accountability that's not to say they don't I mean we've had we've had um, the Uber, Uber uh, MD in South Africa on the show, and we yes. yes, so they they don't throw up their hands and say like some others we're not accountable at all. We're not going to engage, but but there are issues, and I think Willem's one is a classic. He wants to log a complaint, but he can't get it on the app because of the complaint that he has. And so he, you know, he, he goes around and round circles. And that yeah. is very frustrating.
2: Okay. So you reached out to Uber with um, the, the story of the big booze order. Okay. So let's yes. just go back to Holger's case. Reminder that the, the phone was stolen. Um, the fraudster. Who, the fraudster sent a message saying your phone's been located. Put
3: in your Apple ID. They then use that to go, oh, yippee. Um, bonanza. We can go into the Uber Eats. What's the most expensive thing we can do? Let's order a bunch of uh, high-end booze: um, whiskey, uh, cognac, and uh, gin. Yeah. And to just under six thousand rand's worth. And um, of course, Olga's wife, whose credit card was linked to the Uber Eats app got the sms within half an hour of that sms that really quick said, very quick yeah. saying you've bought this amount blah, 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 and they could actually track the uber eats driver tootling along to that houghton address to the fraudsters to deliver
2: almost six thousand rands worth of booze on their account yeah um so i mean it, it's a phishing incident and that is not uber eats's fault not at okay all. They, do, uh, they do address not. that in their
3: response but his issue was why couldn't you stop it and And I also wanted to know... How often does it happen? Because remember, Holger said that um, there were seven boys who had their phones um, pickpocketed outside that club that night and all of them got that SMS. So it tells me... That this is a thing, yep. you, know, you hack into the phone, and one of the things you can do is go shopping on, on apps East. that are linked to people's credit cards. And yeah. Uber Eats is one of them. So the response was from Uber: This is a terrible incident, and we've had a number of, we have a number of in- systems in place to ensure customers' information is never compromised. Of course, this wasn't a case of Uber. Eats compromising the information. This was a case of fraud. Um, This is a phishing incident. Says Uber Eats. Um, It happened off the app due to the user's personal phone account being compromised. We encourage blah blah blah. Please keep your details secure, etc. etc. Why they couldn't uh, divert the driver? The answer to that was after an order is placed, it can be cancelled at any time after submitting the order, but before the restaurant, in this case, the um, liquor shop, uh, accepts the order. If an order needs to be cancelled after it has been accepted by a restaurant or store, they will need to message our live in-app support team. Our support team will then confirm with the restaurant or store that they have not begun preparing your order, and are okay with a cancellation. If the restaurant has started preparing the food, we will be unable to issue a full refund for the order. Well, that's fair
2: enough. Uh, yeah. If you order the burger and uh, stairs have no, started making the burger, fair you can't enough. withdraw the order. Fair halfway. enough. But I think but Holger, this is a little difference.
3: went into the website, not into the app, because okay. they weren't It wasn't their order, right? Yeah. This was fraud. This You're is not the difficulty. The yeah. Yes. Um, should the eater's order not be collected or delivered, or if the order was requested by someone who does not own the account, which is this case, the eater should contact the support team. And depending on the situation, they may be eligible for a refund. In cases like this, the eater—I just love that—the eater <laughs> will receive a full refund. Which, well, Olga had to get it via his bank, bank. but if he had been able to get hold of them, um, maybe you know that he would have been have the, the same outcome. But the yeah. point is, he couldn't because he wasn't.
1: It had nothing to do with the order.
3: Yes, so I think that is something that I'm definitely going to address because people have issues with a company when you aren't um, a customer. You need to have. There needs to be an avenue for people to get hold of. And I find that when I try and get engage with corporates, a lot it's all via the enter your custom your, your customer member. ID. And I, order. I, that's you know they, they they miss a trick there, and it, it lends itself to people feeling that they're unapproachable. So okay. I think that's something that all companies, not just this one, needs to have a look at. And then the big question I wanted to you know. Obviously, this is fraud. This is the first time I've heard of this form of fraud, but yep. um, it struck me in, in investigating the story and speaking to Holger at length about how it happened that. It was unlikely to be the only case. So my question was very specific. How many other cases are you aware of? Um, And see if you can spot an answer in this response. Preserving our customers' privacy is one of our top priorities. In South Africa, we use two third-party vendors to specifically process payments. Certain parts of our customers' details are stored on our systems, which are anonymized and (sighs) aggregated to ensure no personally identifiable information can be surfaced. Uber and our third-party vendors are fully pci compliant for the storage. All of our customers' card data is stored. Blah blah blah. In other words, they didn't say how many. They won't say how often. It's telling. It's saying that they protect our information, but they're not saying if you inadvertently hand over your Apple ID or whatever to a force that gives them access to your phone.
2: How often are they using? Are they using and specifically for
3: for for, for liquor? Yeah, Um, and we don't know.
2: Well. I can tell you this. Here's another case to add to the okay. list. Uh, Tiny on the SMS lens uh, saying, I used my credit card two weeks ago at New Metro Canal Walk and later at the parking pay point, And an hour later, 380 was charged on my card from Uber Eats. I stopped the card immediately at FNB. I never contact Uber because I don't even have the app. That's very interesting.
3: There you go. That's yeah. What, yeah. So there's something happening. Uber's at pains to say there's no compromise on their side. But... Um just to put it out there. We're not, I'm, I'm not really getting the answers on the fraud side from them in terms of numbers and, yeah. and whatever else. But, um, it's just, you know, it's our job to spread the word, warn people and be, yeah,
2: just make you aware of and the, so the form you. that the scams are taking. Mike's on the line from Southfield wanting to talk about a sort of a knock-on effect, uh, uh of some sort. Mike, good afternoon.
4: Afternoon, Pippa and Wendy. trust you both well. Thanks, Thanks no Mike. Eating out is, is much of a, of a luxury these days, but when you are able to go to the takeout outlets, you are jostling for counter space with with a plethora of of, of delivery drivers. Yes, and that, and although this is a broad based comment rather than a complaint or anything, I think it has a knock on 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 the customer experience. And the time is going to come where, as these apps become more and more popular, the retail out or, or the outlet, stores, etc., are going to have to look at having centralized kitchens or or something that serves almost like a butler's, for example, where they don't have uh, walking. Branches mm. for space. in the same because area. An mm. Absolute nightmare to, to stand there. More often than not, there are big debates happening between the counter staff and the drivers because of orders being incorrect, etc. And through all of this, the person with, with, with the money in, in his hand wanting to pay for something is part of this. And as I, I, I think, you know, it, it's all very well for them to say, yes, we are serving a market. But they are, I, I agree with the comment made earlier on, they are hiding behind the fact that this is the service we offer. But they're not taking responsibility for for their employees, effectively their drivers, etc. It's just just a broad-based comment on it.
2: Mike, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, I think there's another vo- um, voice note as well. Let's take a listen. Uh,
3: Papa, we recently forgot our phone in an Uber car. Uh, saw the car drive away, and at that instant, realised it was still on the back seat. Ran after him. He just carried on driving, and. Um, Went to locate our phone, and we could see it being. We could see exactly where the guy was driving. Logged onto my Uber from another account, we could see. We could see exactly where he was. We could see where the car was going. Tried to contact Uber to tell them, look, your driver has got our phone. We phoned. The phone wasn't on silent. We phoned it countless times. He just did not answer the
2: phone. But yet we could see where he was, everything, and there was nothing we could do about it. And another one, I think.
5: Hello, I've just overheard you guys talking about Uber. I've got another classic one for you. Two years ago, I caught an Uber, and when I climbed out of the car, as he drove around the corner, I realized, oh, shit, but my phone is still in the car. (laughs) Another one. And um, I had no way to contact the driver, so I tried to log in on my laptop as quick as I could to see if there was some way to you know get a hold of them and i couldn't even log into my uber account because they wanted to send me a one-time password to my cell phone so i had to send an email which i got a response to a week later to where the driver said oh no he couldn't find it after a week somebody else must have just seen the phone and taken it out of the car
2: Okay, interesting. I mean, again, Wendy, to, to be fair, it's not Uber's fault that you leave your phone in the no, car. No, and I think it's complicated
3: because we live our lives off the phone. When so yes. you leave that, I mean, my uh, about a year ago, I suppose, my husband went to a restaurant, got uh, by Uber, sat down, met our friends and realized that the house keys had been fallen out of his pocket or something and they were left in the car. But it was easier because he was on his phone. He, he contacted Uber through the app. And the guy came back with a key. So, oh, that's great. So, yeah. you know, there are those stories, but I think it's much harder when it's, when it's your phone. phone. Because that's how we interact with these companies. That's where our app, you know, it, yeah. it is so much harder. But okay, so several.
2: Thank you. Several strings of, of all related communication issues, which Wendy is going to, to take back to Uber for follow-up, I think. I yeah. would indeed.
3: Uh, mainly around the communication issues, and especially yeah. if you're not in-app. And you need to make contact, whatever to report, report something, etc. Both two of, two cases were of people who went on the app. And one didn't even have the app. Yeah. Like, um who needed to report something important and weren't able to.
2: Okay, so we're going to pause on the Uber conversation there and um, move on to the other one I really wanted to yes. flag today because I know so many of our listeners are so excited about the Nadal Federer it's tennis game. Especially after that semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody very excited when we heard the news that it's happening in Cape Town in February. Uh, just to recap again, the tickets are not yet on sale and that is only going to happen later this year. Unfortunately, Wendy, Somebody has seen the gap to take advantage. As always, uh, as one, as somebody always. Anything that's in high demand,
3: you will have the, um, people ready to exploit that, that high demand.
2: And it irks me this time around, really, because it's for a charity. Exactly.
3: It defeats the whole ethos, the whole purpose of, of the game. Of of everything, of, of the event. So, um, Yes, as you said, all the net proceeds will benefit the Roger Federer Foundation's programs in um, South Africa. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, the ATP, ATP Tour's official website has said from the time it was announced pretty much that um, they would go on sale in early September. Okay. But if you Google the match, as I did several times yesterday, the two top hits are adverts placed by ticketing platforms ViaGoGo and InstaTicket. And they are offering tickets at a very hefty price and claiming that they are selling out fast. Huh. Okay, so a little quick recap. I'm going to focus on ViaGoGo because that's where our case study lies. Um, we did a, sh- a whole show on it and warned people at length. In fact, saved some people. We had, remember that lovely response and said, um, Someone was actually listening to the show and was at, at that time actually On online Viegogo. about to yes. buy, and we spared him. So that was gratifying. But anyway, founded in London in 2006, so 13 years ago, it's now based in Switzerland. Viagogo has a network of more than 60 global websites, probably more by now. Its customers, it has customers in 160 countries. On its website, it explains. That it works like this, Viagogo aims to provide buyers with the widest possible choice of tickets to events and enable sellers to reach a global audience. So like all the other apps, we put these two entities together and, and um, make um, lovely te- technological um, things happen. Once the buyer and the seller have agreed to a transaction, Viagogo ensures everything goes smoothly. And, um, it's not the ticket seller. The trans, it, it's um, the transactions are between the buyers and the sellers. But it's claimed that many of the sellers, and there've been many um, investigations into this, this and documentaries, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's claimed that many of the sellers on the site are in fact not fans who've made another plan and can't make the show, and want to recover their funds. But Via Gogo itself, acting as a modern-day highly sophisticated tout, and making a lot of money in the process. Um, so, a man who's so embarrassed, Jamie, and he asked me not to reveal his name. That's fine. So, I'm just going to call him L, the letter of his first name. Um, he went onto the Viagogo site, big tennis fan. He paid, listen to this, 40,700 Rand for five lower-tier tickets. Wow. The controversial tickets reselling platform charged him 6,300 Rand a ticket, plus a 36-delivery fee on each of those tickets, plus another um booking fee of 1,813 rand that's each so that brought him to his um 40,000 rand and
2: i'm hoping we've got L on the line we do indeed L. and uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us to to, to warn, warn other people really about what's happening I, I know it's not actually to your own benefit but i appreciate this so you you went online and purchased the tickets at what point did you realize that you'd been duped
0: um I had actually sorry, I'm a woman. Now. Oh sorry, sorry you the
2: name of that's, that's a
3: problem with email. Thank you. No, 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 sorry about no that. No, no, that's fine. I
0: um, had purchased the tickets and it's um I did it late at night and it wasn't for the next morning when I woke up and was alerted to the fact that the tickets were actually only available in September. Um and went online, had a look on CompuTicket, tickets, sure enough to be told that you know they were coming online in September. So I immediately went on their go and sent them a message to they would like to cancel the tickets. And they advised me, that you can't cancel tickets, you can only resell them on the site. Um, so then I had a look at a couple of the reviews on the internet and to realize that I was had been taken heavily for a ride. So I promptly contacted my bank. Um, only problem being I'm from Botswana. So it was a Sunday and managed to... Cancel the card, um, but then Botswana's had three public holidays, so they've only actually been able to sort out the rest of it today. Um, Anyway, they're going to try and see what they can do from their side, but I have been in touch with Viagogo numerous times saying to them, please, what do we do? And I see they haven't been advertised, not only available in September, and I've actually just received another reply from them to say... That sellers on viaGoga are only paid for their tickets after the buyer has successfully gained entry to the event,'m so uh, even, I mean I'm not even going to go the route of reselling the ticket online because all the sites or all the reviews say don't go this route. It's the worst thing you can do um, yeah so
2: so you you sit and wait and hope that some there might be uh, so let's just to put this in context, via themselves don't have those tickets. Nobody no. has the tickets. And yeah, uh, so say, the Roger Federer Foundation, um, the, John read a statement out yesterday saying emphatically. The CEO of the yeah. Roger Federer
3: Foundation saying, yeah, nobody's got them.
2: Nobody's got them. Gogo hasn't been allocated or promised a, yeah. a, a selection that could be offered to you. If they right. manage to get their hands on some of them, you might get tickets. And that enable really. you to go, but they are going to be, I mean, we don't yet know what the actual pricing is going to be, but it's certainly not going to be, I would imagine, no. as high as 800 rand a ticket because they did tell us that they're aiming to keep it accessible. That's the whole point. Yeah. And yeah. there's
3: 50,000 plus tickets. So they, you know, and if, funny enough, if it all gets sold, which I'm pretty sure they will, it will be the biggest yeah. charity match that they've had. Of done. all time. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
2: So what are you going to do, L? You're obviously going to keep on trying through the bank to cancel the sale. Um, do you do, right. you, do you think yeah. there's any chance that you might actually get tickets in hand for or your
0: 40,000 rand. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it says on the ticket, actually, when you receive the ticket, it says the tickets will arrive the day before the match, which, of course, Ooh. is impossible if you don't even live in Cape Town, um, to make any arrangements prior to that. So there's also no room number on the tickets. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a complete scam. I'm hoping that we'll be able to reverse the charges on the... On the bank, they're busy working on the case at the moment. So we'll see what we can do from there.
3: Please, will you let us know, Al? I'd like to follow up on that. Um, because Absolutely, I think yeah. that, that you, there'll be quite a few people affected. I, I decided to do this, um, this process myself. Um, on yesterday, I went on, um, Gogo and you can see, and Al spoke about this with me on email. Sorry, I got the gender wrong. She, she's got a name that I think could be <laughs> either. Um, um, there's this urgency on the site, so the first thing you see is less than one percent of the tickets are left for this event. Oh. Capacity fifty five thousand available tickets one eighty nine, and then you've got this countdown for I think eight minutes, that it's counting down, and so you, and all you these little flaster, these, these yeah. things are coming up at you saying it's selling fast. It comes up again and again in different ways, and I actually I'd, I went through the whole process up until the time you put your credit card details, and so I had secured, well, I got to the point of paying. Upper tier tickets are so not as good as L's. But um, two tickets, ticket price, 5,000 rand each, 89 rand delivery fee, convenience fee, whatever that is, 1, for 13,000 rand I would have paid yesterday. For two tickets. For two tickets that haven't been dispatched
2: yet. And might not ever be dispatched. Probably, yeah. Yes, yeah. So just another warning, please. Yeah, um, oh, shame. I mean, here's Debbie on the WhatsApp saying, don't ever, ever use Gogo." I was also caught. I can't believe they're allowed to advertise on platforms like Google, etc. Unfortunately, there are so many people who've learned this, this lesson, lesson the hard and way. And yeah,
3: some get their... Late, their, their Tickets, but at, at best. Vastly inflated prices. Huge exploitation,
2: yes. Absolutely. So please, everybody, again, and spread the word. If you t- talk to anybody who says they want to go, the tickets are not going on sale until September. And as soon as we know the logistics of who will be selling at what price, we will share them with you. We've got to say goodbye there, Wendy. Thanks so much. Two very important stories to flag with us today. And we'll chat again Thanks, next week.
3: we will do.